Um, you know, I was reading a few quotes. I like to start every episode off with the inspirational quote, as the listeners might know. Uh, Why are men great until it's time to be great? And uh, you may be wondering who said that, but it's the uh, great Minnesota philosopher Lizzo. Uh, ah. who, said, who said that yeah and it's crazy i mean you drop that one like it really makes you think and uh so lizzo's in trouble though um however i think lizzo became kind of cool to me uh just i just just kind of became cool like a james brown type figure of just having weird requirements for your backups singers and dancers and stuff i think that's that's uh lindy as people say uh, and th- so what she got in trouble for was or this is all alleged i don't uh, you know do we believe women when they, when the accusations are against women? I don't know. I'm not sure what the uh, order of operations are there. But she was accused of taking her dancers, weight weight shaming her her backup dancers. Well, she um, wants to be the fattest one, right? right. Well, because and they don't say well. So was she weight? Because when they say weight shaming, I'm assuming they would have said fat shaming if they were fat. They've said fat shaming a lot. Oh, did they say fat shaming? Okay, so we, yeah. so we can confirm. Yeah. Um, okay, we can confirm. I, I'm going to need some scales here uh, to uh, confirm. The, if I was a judge, I would have them all stand on a scale <laughs> to see where the allegations go from there. But um, when she she also took them to this like insane strip club, I guess. Um, this is all alleged, of course. And um, they, there were strippers shooting dildos out of their uh, out of their vaginas. And butts, um, I think, and butts and, bu- well. and butts. I mean, why would I ever? Why would I ever cap off their potential for uh, <laughs> uh, projectile? Uh, silly me, but uh, yeah. Um, I, there, there goes me being misogynist, saying women can only shoot it out of one uh, thing. But uh, the, 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 they were also saying that they were putting bananas in their vaginas, and the, the strippers. And saying that, and Lizzo was pressuring her her ensemble backup dancers, backup singers to eat the bananas out of the vaginas. But when I, what they don't tell you is that when it was Lizzo's turn to eat, it was a Snickers bar. Yeah, from the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't ever vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, Glen Rock, need crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Oh, you love to see it, dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint. Job on a whip, who you with? Um, and so, uh, no, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I think it's funny. Um, she she's been we've we've kind of made fun of her a lot on this podcast where she's uh, you know, I I don't I can only know I only know that one song, the one that everyone knows, the DNA test uh, mm-hmm. uh one, which uh, you know, it's it's whatever, it's definitely like a you know, uh spin class kind of jam i guess and uh she i she's from minnesota and i've heard her compared to prince which i don't take kindly to because that's one of my favorite all-time artists uh and i think she in, a, in now that i think about it she is prince but for people whose coffee orders are 1400 calories or more um <laughs> and uh what are your guys' thoughts on this i'd like to hear uh, before i introduce you guys Okay, I have some thoughts right off the bat. I love talking. I love talking about uh, celebrity stuff like this. Mm -hmm. So, okay, first off, I lived in Amsterdam for five months at one point in my life, Um, and 
these sex shows are like a like a notorious like touristy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So it sounds insane, but it's like something that people do in Amsterdam when they go, especially American tourists. Um, and I, as someone who is a gay guy who has been to a strip club with a bunch of straight guys before, the kind of drunk egging on, I think is sort of like a normal part mm-hmm. of the experience. Cause like, in my experience, a lot of straight guys like aren't that into the whole stripper thing, but there's kind of this like bro, like, oh, come on, mm-hmm. yeah. like get a lap dance, blah, blah, blah. So my take on that is that probably it was something like that. Like a lot of people were drinking and there was sort of this like jovial, playful egging on and yeah i don't know i don't like to me it doesn't it, the, the headlines are more sensational than probably what happened the weight shaming i find hilarious because i'm just wondering if lizzo's goal is to be the fattest one on stage that's been like my biggest thought about this so. it would make sense i mean because if you saw a backup dancer that was way bigger you'd be like what like, <laughs> it, would, it just wouldn't make sense you know because yeah. do you remember like she she's been like kind of a um I I don't want to say evil. I mean, evil might be too strong of a word, but she's always had kind of like that that like uh, mean streak to her, you know, for a long time. Because I remember when she was first coming up. I think when that song, that one song, was really big. She uh, doxed a DoorDasher one time, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Because 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 one of her wings was missing out of her order. Oh, such a um, badass behavior. I know. It's like, what a way to tell on yourself. Like, and, and but what's crazy is like, you know, like I get it. It's like maybe relay that to DoorDash HQ instead of Twitter, but you know, whatever. Um, you uh perhaps perhaps you get a credit, you know. And she was probably mad that the credit doesn't cover the delivery fee for the next one. I, I get it, Lizzo. I feel you. But the um she 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 like do- and she had like a million followers or something, and she like docks this poor person, which like it could have been the restaurant that did it there's like a million things you know it's doordash i mean it could be a million things she's always had that like kind of like evil kind of like spiteful like big girl kind of thing about her you know like which i i I, that part is cool to me because like i said we need more like james brown like fascist type people like almost denzel training day if you don't smoke this we have a problem kind of (laughs) situations uh well a a thinks she's a psyop yeah you don't say (laughs) (laughs) you don't say yeah well we have a storied history with lizzo like i don't know Mm -hmm. what's up with her like if she's like she gives me almost like a biden kind of like cgi vibe like (laughs) but um, jurassic park kind of steven spielberg lizzo yeah or like i don't or maybe it was just like they you know they nailed it over in central casting or something but she's just a lot and then yeah like our whole like i don't know we for me it's like i my thing was i thought they were gonna send her to the moon with like the artemis project mm-hmm. like the woke moon landing there's or whatever. there's issues with that i'm sure yeah, but, yeah exactly uh, just like legit yeah. physics yeah. and whatever physics? You know, have you ever heard of it yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so but now i don't know because i wasn't expecting her to like get canceled or whatever She's not canceled. She's not canceled. Is it, she, first off, she's going to lose weight now. So I, I think. I think she's going to start losing weight. I think you're going to like a Jennifer Hudson kind of arc is going to happen okay, right now. Ozempic arc. Yeah, they're yeah. going to they're going to Wagovi Ozempic her for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then she's going to oh, like Adele. You know, like how Adele lost a bunch of weight, and then people got mad at her for it. It's going to be like a. There's always she's just always going to need to. She's going to always need to dominate headlines. And one one of my favorite things. 
or, or the thing that actually kind of scares me the most about her is the flute. I don't know. The flute is where it feels psyopy <laughs> to me. I'm like, why is it a flute? And uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and then like, you know, the, the weird Instacart commercial where she's getting nothing but like Oreos on Instacart and like playing <laughs> the flute and then Uncrustables. The Uncrustables. Uncrustables and Oreos. Like just amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing stuff. We're going to get you right back to the episode. But I just wanted to let you guys know of a few other things we offer at Rare Candy Industries. We have a Substack with free and paid subscription options. Free subscribers get access to all written content. That includes Bob's Red Pill. That's the best thing going on the internet right now. Trust me. Paid subscribers get full access to our premium episode feed. And that's just every episode we don't necessarily want to share with the general public, if you know what I'm saying. Again, that's rarecandy.substack.com. We also have merch. That link's a little long for me to say right now, but go to the description, go to our merch store, and find a shirt that's right for you. We have Rare Candy shirts, Dr. Bronner soap label shirts, Rishi mushroom shirts, all types of stuff there. Check it out. There's got to be something for you. And lastly, check us out on social media. On Instagram, we're Rare Candy Pod, but on Twitter, we're at Rare Candy Pod One. All right, enough of that. Let's get you back into the episode. Let me introduce our guest. Uh, we've been on their podcast before, and now it's now it's our turn to uh, host them on our crystallized background. Uh, and the this is the podcast Thoughts and Prayers. Uh, they go by Q and A. It's quite simple. Two syllables, um, if, if you don't include the, the and. Uh, but the they are a, a very fun podcast. We were able to go on their show and talk about the magics of Rishi. Um, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and just all the fun, uh, things about it, the adaptogenics that we take. And, um, but you guys, uh, if I'll tell you this, Cy and I are, uh, Mark Cuban and, uh, uh, Damon from shark tank. And I want you guys to pitch, <laughs> pitch the podcast to us. Cause I, I want to, I always like to hear what, uh, it's always such an awkward question, but I want to ask it this time. What it like, sell me your podcast. I want it's like, I love when, 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 when to people to explain their podcast, I think it's, I think it's fun. I'll punt this one to Q. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. For that reason, um, I'm out. For that reason, I'm out. Uh, well, yeah. I, I'll say that we're, I think we're a famously the first gay guy, straight guy podcast mm-hmm. to ever exist. I'm well, happy. Cy hasn't come out yet, but, but yeah. We're not, yeah we're, <laughs> so we, we when is your launch date? Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're going to need we're, the numbers. We need the number. We need that graph to keep going up. Cy. So either transition yeah, yeah. or come out. You pick whichever, whichever you think uh, works more. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little more, I'm significantly more interested than a, in like celebrity mm-hmm. cultural criticism. Sure. And I'm, definitely more of a ship hoster than a so i kind of bring that energy to the podcast and then a is really into conspiracy theories um and is constantly red pilling me on things like the moon landing and how smoking is actually good for you um so we kind of have a healthy (laughs) mix of like gay guy slash autistic straight guy uh topics and Mm -hmm. We have episodes that are mostly us goofing off, and then we have episodes where we do like a deep dive into stuff like the Oklahoma City bombing and stuff like Ooh. that. So we yes. do, uh, we kind of, we kind of do it, we kind of do it all, and it ends up with a getting a lot of uh, gay guys thirsting for him on Twitter, um, mm-hmm. even, though, even though they've never seen him. Um, and it Jack ends up, said he was it ends hot. Up, I, I heard Jack say he was hot on the <laughs> Jack, episode. So Jack, that was, Jack did yeah. say he was hot, and that what yeah. I get is a lot of. 
um, autistic right wing incel guy is calling me a faggot. So we we both that really means they like you. That means yeah. They like so we you. both we both get you know positive uh, reinforcement out of it on Twitter. Nice, so. excellent, excellent stuff. Now I you guys recently now w w one series that I like that you guys do I really enjoy. Um, uh, I enjoy Cassandra's episode. Cassandra, we have we have something special planned with Cassandra uh, on the Gain of Fiction program that we're going to be doing eventually. But um, nice. you, you, I really enjoy P Pool House because he's a Bay, yeah. Bay Area schizo. That's what I like about him. He's he's a he's like old school Bay Area crazy guy, which which is really like like I I I can already like you, I can already understand everything that he's saying. Cool um, house, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like on the mount rushmore of like conspiracy theorists he's like so legit. he's seen it all he's yeah. seen it all he's seen he's seen what sticks he's seen what what is uh what's fake you know like with a certain everyone some people bite on everything he, he kind of say like you know he, he kind of knows what's real and what's fake that's what i that's what i like about him um yeah he's a, he's an ancient soul like i think pool house is like thousands of years old so he brings kind of he kind of he kind of brings like a you know an esoteric prehistory energy. Mm -hmm. He's a big Smash Mouth fan too. I like that. Yeah, I yeah. I've had a long conversation <laughs> with Steve Harwell one time, and it was really eye opening because um, we we're both in the same oh, town. Shit. So we we're both in the same town, and we we I went to a music studio that he owned one time, and he pulled up in a uh, like a nice truck, and was just like came out just looking how he looks and was just like what's up dude you know what i mean the guy's been through a lot in his life too he's had like a pretty tough uh life but he was really cool man and he and and uh so that i was like talking about spat uh smash mouth but your most recent episode uh i what'd you guys think of that guy you, it's okay he won't listen to this <laughs> well Dan, first off we're yeah. so, thank you everyone for all the feedback on the audio yeah. um we are aware so <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. We, we appreciate all the dms um but, yeah isn't that the best like you don't know yeah. <laughs> um but a what did what i'll let a i'll punt this to a because it was more his sort of i, I guess twitter beats yeah. a strong a explain word. explain what you guys did because i think it was important that you did it as much as i hated hearing the guy talk about it so <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah no i appreciate you guys saying that but um yeah no so it was daniel hadas and he kind of whatever he kind of got dragged a little bit on the timeline for doing a post that was like um the real purpose of the the genuine motivation of the covid regime was saving lives and kind of there it wasn't a smoke screen for any other like type of you know agenda or whatever and so yeah i asked him to come on and basically we kind of he kind of like gave his like position on what he was saying and then and then basically i argued for like the kiss conspiracy side sure so the correct um, side yes. yeah yeah right <laughs> right but it, it was kind of interesting i mean i honestly i i respect him for doing it for just coming on and talking to us and like even if he disagreed he didn't act like we were like retards or like lunatics you know like so mm -hmm. i i respect that and i have been still like trying to conspiracy pill him in the dms and stuff and he, you know he hasn't like blocked me or whatever so. yeah and so so what i the problem i have with what his claim is is that his claim is that they tried to save lives were they effective in it no but they tried to save lives with the public health response to covid um 
okay, explain the nursing homes in New York. All right. Like explain, explain mm-hmm. that. Like, cause that, that clearly it was just like a, let's just consolidate this and get this, get this done with. Um, and then also you have um, the idea is that like, to me, that just keeps public health is like, they'll get it right next time. They're learning from their mistakes and they'll get it right next time. And it's like, mm-hmm. to me, that's just a guy that's going to fall for it the next time. That's all I'm going to say. Like, that's just, that's to me is my, is my issue with it all is just that like public health is, this was their one error. And, the, and which we know, a lot of us know in the history of, of, of public health response to a lot of viruses and diseases, that's just not the case. Well, to be, to be fair to him completely, he, he also made the point that, saving lives in and of itself isn't the greatest moral good. Um, And I thought that was interesting to think about that. If you, if you solely focus on saving lives only, that's that, you know, that's not necessarily the greatest moral good and that should be questioned. So I thought that was a valuable contribution. And, and yeah, I mean, Daniel is, is he's an anti-lockdown anti Mm bat you know, like he's not like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't think any of that shit was a good thing. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, like, Uh, Mm -hmm. But it was also just kind of interesting. And I don't know, like your audience, I feel like most of them are probably into the conspiracy shit, but I don't know. No, not our guys. (laughs) We put our pants on one leg at a time and go to work, man. That's what what our audience does. We we, we're straight and narrow. We don't believe in anything weird. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so like when I'm talking on our pod, usually I'm kind of mostly assuming that like people are like already with us on that stuff. So it was kind of interesting to like kind of try to, try to argue about the conspiracy point with someone like with the where the audience being a person who like thinks that's crazy or whatever you know and how to like do it with uh while like uh making it kind of legit or something i don't know (laughs) no 100 i mean it's an important conversation to have i mean i think it's like I, 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 I've always, I mean, like, Cy, we've, we've talked about, like, with diet people, there's certain diet people that just won't come on to talk with us. You know what I mean? Man, that, I want to talk that, about it so bad. I, I like, I, I love talking about it in good faith with people because, because there's a, um, thing about diet is there's just so much, like, any one of us could, if it, if this shit was 10 times less complicated than it currently is, it would still be so insanely complicated that none of us could ever figure it out. You know, and so and just, it's just fun, you know, but yeah, people mm-hmm. people get all wrapped up in their own little universes. Yeah. So, so credit to him to at least go yeah. on a podcast and credit to you guys to at least not be like this scary. Gotcha. Ha-ha, you're in my, you know, layer trapped in my layer. Now we're going to, you know, uh, throw stones at you for being wrong on the timeline, because I, I don't think that's effective either, especially when somebody's willing to, you know, hear you out and stuff like that. And that's that's important. And, and it's just um, there's so many people that are down to make bold claims that don't ever want to like talk about it, you know, other than other than just kind of being shitty or like blocking you or what or whatever. I mean, like si, um, our poor sweet vegan side runs into this quite often. That's why he's not on Twitter anymore. I mean, there was just people just con- <laughs> like listeners of the show that were just like, I, hey, I'm still going to listen, but like I can't he if he posts the heart disease meme one more fucking time, I'm going <laughs> to blow my fucking head off, you know, and and, and like, yeah. no, no, I mean, like, no, it's really like it's but it, it's like there's people like that, but it's like, dude, wait, he's, like he's had to you. You've had to, you know, defend yourself at like dinner tables before, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not, let alone like a podcast where everyone's weird, you know? So there's like a baseline <laughs> level of weirdness because we're all on the internet. 
Yeah. yeah, and I think like part part of our mission is like having people like that on. Like you know, Jack had some critiques of our podcast, and we had him on mm-hmm. uh, specifically because we we like like talking to people who don't agree with us a hundred percent. You know, so that's and you guys ended up having a fun ass time, and it was really entertaining. I listened. Yeah, to yeah, we had a we, we had a great time with him, and I felt like yeah. So I think it's I think it's healthy to do stuff like that. I agree. No, hundred percent. I agree. So um, we brought you guys on today uh to talk about two films one of which was your guys's pick uh and one of it one of it was uh ours really mine i, I suggested this movie just because i i wanted to talk about it anyways on our show so we're going to be talking about two films today um from 2019 ari aster's midsummer and uh from 2022 or 2023 it's very it's, it might be this year um christopher borgili i, I don't know how to say his name he was on brady stanellis's podcast and was wonderful but uh it's called sick of myself it's a norwegian film um, so let's start with Midsummer. I um, rewatched it. Um, it was my second time watching it. Uh, what b- before we before I give my take on it, um, I would I'm going to pass it over to Q and A Q&A here just to be like, uh, what what made you guys want to talk about it this time? Well, I I love Midsummer mm-hmm. um, a lot. I've probably seen it maybe eight or nine times. I joked around with A earlier, and it's true that I I fell asleep to it for a period of time. I'm a little bit of a freak i guess but i i liked i liked sort of falling asleep to midsummer um and i think it's a well i think it's a beautiful beautifully shot film um and i love horror i'm obsessed with horror Mm -hmm. um and i also loved that he chose um a horror film that took place entirely in the daylight um i thought that was i thought that was an incredibly cool choice um and, and there are and you know he was pretty inspired by the wicker man which also oh yeah uh i just got to see in theaters recently um at ifc i got to see the wicker man and it's excellent yeah Mm -hmm. and that that takes place um pretty much not not entirely in the daylight but quite a few quite a lot of it is in the daylight too so um and i loved hereditary as well um so that's that's why i i suggested it Mm -hmm. uh sai what's your uh what's your take on midsummer yeah i like the daylight thing too um i love the the psychedelic uh, very accurate psychedelic representations, you mm-hmm. know, like the mushroom trips, especially the mm-hmm. the dark negative parts of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the reveal at the end with the green man. What, what's his name? I forget. Uh, the spoiler alert. You know the um, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know the the friend that brings him there. You know that shit. Yeah, no, no, that's how that goes. That goes so hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely caught me by surprise. Like I, you know, I didn't know the first time I watched it. Um, and I love the uh, is it. Is it Mark, the guy from the Jennifer Aniston, uh, Paul, uh, Jason Sudeikis movie, the Were the Millers? You know the kid. Uh, uh, are you talking about the kid that looks like the uh, the Toy Story villain? Yeah, kid? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my favorite. That's why I grew my hair out because I used to look like him when I was younger. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a, he's my sick. favorite. He's mm-hmm. my yeah. He's my favorite character in the in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah the one yeah. who's uh, who really wants to get everyone to eat the shrooms immediately and then has the bad trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the guy that just doesn't cases. give a fuck about any. Of, he's just like yeah. He's just there clowning like pissing on the ancestral tree. Yeah, yeah. Which is amazing, by the way. That's that's an amazing thing i i watched i rewatched this um for the second time i didn't realize it was two and a half hours long the first time i watched it um yeah i felt, I felt the two and a half hours the second time um because one thing i think it suffers from um i do and i'm saying this as somebody who really enjoys the movie but the one thing i think if i'm gonna nitpick it um 
hereditary once uh, the mongoloid kid gets hit in the fucking face with the with the with the, <laughs> with the lamp on the car it's go time pedal to the metal it's go time it just goes insane it's it's crazy midsummer after the after the mallet smashing thing which is still jarring the the mallet smashing of the elders um who are reached their end of their life cycle after that it it kind of lulls a little bit like and and it's still cool it's still very pleasing to look at there's still uh, much going on not not to say nothing's happening but it for for the a long i don't remember that much middle time of kind of meandering um uh psychedelia as much uh i, I don't remember that um but i but i do like one thing i didn't put two and two together for um uh the first time i watched this because i think for a lot of things, the first time you watch a movie, you're just like, what'd you think from a service level? But the second time you watch it, you can understand, I think, what the what the director or auteur or whatever is telling you. Um, and I think with uh, Florence Pugh, who um, is really unsettling to me, uh, she's a great actress. She's just very unsettling just like to look at and hear speak, uh, especially in real life. If you hear her like talk on like off out of, you know, in, as her regular self, she's like always sounds like she has a cold. And stuff, do you guys and do? Do you guys think she's hot? I asked no, you that earlier. Absolutely revolting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Oppenheimer. Yeah. And I mean, uh, not, for me, not revolting, but definitely not. You know, kind of like yeah, yeah. maybe like a. a yeah, she's not. She's seven. not really like. Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of. She's not like a straight guy's like bombshell actress by any means. Yeah, which is funny because the whole yeah. well, the whole we'll summer movie is her getting like the the guys like you know they, they're like dating but he's just like whatever you know he's just like not you know he's just like <laughs> yeah, and, and, and he's and he's like you can tell like he could kill it anywhere he's one of those guys that like like women and gay men probably think he's beautiful you know what i mean like but as guys we think he's just like a regular guy you know what i yeah, mean yeah. Uh, yeah he's just got like that kind of like that look and they've been together like was it like four years and a month or something like that it was like some <laughs> something and he like forgets her birthday and stuff and it's it's pretty much the wicker man for women and uh but it's well yeah i was i was gonna say i was talking with a's wife about it earlier Mm -hmm. um and she said two things that i thought were insightful the one she said she didn't think this the mallet smashing was as disturbing as the Mm. as the head blowing off the mongoloid just because the you know in hereditary when that happens you're kind of like with the brother and you're like feeling that guilt Mm -hmm. you know whereas uh she was saying that like you know um it was so gory. It was almost like, I feel like she almost used the word like beautiful in a way. Like it was like mm-hmm. more, it was more fascinating than terrifying. Yeah. Um, and the other thing we talked about was how women's reaction to this film was very much like, fuck that dude. Like, you mm-hmm. know, felt like feminist message. Like that's, he's a loser boyfriend and dudes did not have that reaction to the film. It was film. like a revenge fantasy. Yeah. yeah. But a lot well, of women, a lot yeah. of women I know see it as like essentially like a revenge fantasy against a mean man. Well, well here's, here's what I think <laughs> happened. I think there's a, there's a meta narrative to all this. It is a feminist movie. And then that's not a critique that it is. It is women are allowed to feel scorned by, especially when they, their sister uh, kills her parents and herself and they're alone in the world. And the one guy that they thought they could lean on, cause they've been together for a, quite a long time, kind of doesn't care. Um, and was planning like a, a trip that she's not invited to, you know, like, I, I get that. Like that's shitty. That's not what you're supposed to do. Like, but the, uh, one thing that's interesting is I think the reason she's so drawn to the cult because she's you know she buys in towards the at the end I mean it's, it's, there's that last scene it's 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 cool like it's uh the, where she really buys in and 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 you can tell for the longest time that she kind of was selected to be the queen 
I think there's like a real conspiracy narrative that that the, <laughs> that the cult orchestrated the murder suicide. In my opinion, uh, I mean that's what I would to, to kind of draw her in, um, uh, make it look appealing to her. I think that I think there, there's something that could be explored there. But also, I think she loves that the cult has everything under control because what is her life at that point? Her life, mm-hmm. nothing is in control. Her sister kills her parents. That turns everything upside down. Whereas when you see the mallet smashing scene, that is to her. Even at the time, it's scary to her, but it probably is a little beautiful when those people decided that their life was over at the end of a cycle determined by the religion they believe in, and they were killed and on their own terms, whereas her parents absolutely were not. And then uh, you have the... Uh, and then you have the boyfriend thing where her boyfriend is like going to like mate with another girl. But like, that's weird. But also she's having trouble getting him to commit to anything. She would never have that trouble inside the cult. Right. Because everyone's determined. You've been selected as a match to mate with this person. So everything is controlled. And she realizes that she's part of a society where she doesn't have to worry about any of the stuff that she had to worry about before. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also really like the head smashing part, weirdly, like where the old people mm-hmm. kill themselves or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what's worse, that or made in Canada, right? What's <laughs> worse? But to me, it was like, it was like, um, I don't know, like they brought death to like out of the shadows and just kind of like as something that's a part of life that, you know, like they just accepted and like, Whereas I feel like here it's like it's all hidden away. Like everyone like die goes and dies like in a hospital, like or whatever, like away mm-hmm. from yeah. everybody else. And yeah, I don't know. I thought that no, was it's it's like it's one of those things where obviously like if you, all of us went, we'd be like, what the hell? I mean, I would be on a lot of psychedelics, and I'd probably just whatever <laughs> happens happens. But you know, I I'd, I'd I'd be like that. I definitely wouldn't be like the weird black dude trying doing his thesis. <laughs> like, like I, I definitely wouldn't be doing my thesis there and then getting in an argument about do we both get to do our thesis here and then taking pictures of their uh, little scripture and 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 and, uh, and stuff like that. But um, I thought the food looked appetizing. That looked fun. Um, I, I I I mean, I could set up something similar with a Rishi situation um with like the drinks <laughs> where we dance around in circles i don't hate that um and really like you know what's the difference between a cult and a club you know what i mean and like a and nowadays you know like it's it, there's not that much difference anymore if you take away the brutal murders and killing of course yeah. but uh that's probably the only difference right i mean like nowadays I, I know i see people that sit around and watch cnn all day it's a cult to me and they, they applaud <laughs> certain people's deaths they applaud deaths of their enemies um and, and things like that and i'm just like at least theirs is outdoors and they're touching grass, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I found the Colts a- appealing in some ways. Um, I, I've uh, often joked that I feel like I would be very susceptible to a cult. People respond to me that they don't think so because I don't like listening to anyone tell me what to do. But um, I, I understand. I'd never heard it framed like that, Glenn, but that's, that's interesting. Like one thing about joining a cult is it is true. It's like the rules are very defined. Um, And it's kind of, if you think about COVID and you think about like wokeness, right? Like, those are like attempts at like defining like this is right this is wrong this is what life is supposed to be you know both of those kind of paradigms um are kind of cultish in a way um and that's i think why some people really genuinely did like them you know Mm -hmm. yeah i think i was also too like props to the dude uh being able to get hard with all the dancing old naked women around him um, oh yeah so and and i mean br- brave for the actor i mean he did full frontal and he doesn't have like a total like schlong or anything so 
you know, I think, I mean, not that it's small. I'm just saying like, you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. he was I, mean, like, I was going to ask you to weigh in on that. Cause that was, <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it's, it was it's important. A, it's important. He didn't yeah. go for the prosthesis. either. He didn't nope. do the, no, he didn't do the prosthesis. He, he famously said in interviews, that was his body. And I, I think that's a, <laughs> he brave, watched the interviews. <laughs> I, I think, I think that was a brave, a brave choice for a, a male actor just to kind of like, uh, go for it. Who Especially was the guy that did the prosthesis. Uh, the really everyone. Hot, the, the, they they a lot of them do it. The really hot guy did it in uh, White Lotus recently. Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, because his Lotus. was his was like down to his knees. It's like yeah, like dude, you're like 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 an absolute like Greek statue. It's okay if it's like five and a half, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's okay. You'll be okay. It's not. Yeah, you know, I'll pour you. But it it is interesting though, because if like guys do a nude scene, because I know um uh Brady Sinellis, I just listened to him a lot, and he was talking about how. Um, him and the female director of American Psycho wanted Christian Bale, Patrick Bateman to do full frontal and he like wouldn't do it. Um, and it's like, at, does denying full frontal kind of mean you don't have it going on already? Probably. I mean, you know, it's, it, and also it's like, he's, he's fucking Christian Bale. And like, if he has an average size, penis, yeah, exactly. It, it, can... it kind of, it kind of takes away from the fantasy that he has, you know, who did, actually show his penis at least allegedly is ben affleck and gone girl that's that's apparently his real junk so i don't oh, even remember that i don't remember that either yeah it's a, well it's something a gay guy spot so <laughs> <laughs> i don't that, that, that i've seen that movie. it's a great movie i just have, i haven't I, I don't remember that you that's see weird. it you see it for like half a second in the shower when she's washing the oh okay oh, yeah it's one of those paws yeah one of those paws it doesn't yeah. have the right granularity. You got to try it forty-seven times. Yeah, 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 yeah. but our but our mascot apparently does got it going on, so he was willing. You know, that's true. That's him down there. I, uh, the, the that's, that's great. But no, I, I, um, Midsummer is really good. I think Ari Aster is really talented, and I think he's one of those guys that I, I think he suff he benefits from the modern era of nobody being that good um as far as making psychological horror the way that he does or just movies kind of with meta narratives and things like there's not a lot of directors that that can do it so he does get like overrated where as far as when you hear like film people like i've talked i've done an episode with adam lehrer a long time ago where we talked on his system of systems where he's kind of you know adam's the film guy and he's just kind of like yeah it's it's like i his movies are like cool and interesting but it's like i hate hearing about how amazing he is because if you put him in the 70s it wouldn't be jack shit which i i do agree but Definitely. the yeah but you know at at the same time i think that also makes him a little underrated because every movie i watch of his i enjoy um, I haven't seen Bo is Afraid yet, but I've heard that even Adam says that's his actual best. Um, I haven't I haven't seen that yet. But have you guys ever seen the strange thing about the Johnsons? No, no. Oh, that's one for thoughts and prayers. If you guys ever want to watch that, uh, it's on YouTube. I think it might still be on YouTube. It's a father son incest movie that Ari Aster did oh, as a student God. film. Oh, yeah. that's that was his first. Yeah, OK, I did hear about that. He had a student film that was supposed to Dude, be it is. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh. I, I, that's I also crazy. I also think one thing, well, two things that I think are cool about him too. I mean, he's like all of our ages, like mm -hmm. which makes me feel unaccomplished. But yeah, um, he's like a young guy, so I think that's cool. Um, and I also was gonna say that I think what he does with grief is really poignant. Um, really I have good. I, I have seen Bo is Afraid too, and it's like all three of his movies, like you know, he, you really feel like the terror and like the gut wrenching. Um, 
reality of grief. And I think that that's mm-hmm. in- really incredible. And I, you know, it's kind of, if you really like stop, not to like get all uh, serious for a minute, but if you really stop and think about it, like you realize that you're going to like feel profound grief, like at multiple points in your life, like it's inevitable, yeah. it's inevitable. Right. So that's, and, and that's horrifying when you really stop and think about it. Um, and he really like draws you to that. He's like, you will feel this, like, you know, this specific bad thing might not happen, but like people you love are going to die and it's going to feel awful. And that's, that's, that's really, that's kind of a horror. Mm -hmm. I don't think that gets used as much in horror as it, as it, as it could be. And he really, he really brings that out. Yeah. And also the people around the grief, like the, the, the Swedish guy who we think is just, oh, he's just a nice little Swedish guy in the, at the beginning. Uh, um, I forget his name, but he's just, you know, really, uh, real nice guy, the curly hair guy. And he's like, oh, and he asks, he just kind of says like, I'm so sorry to hear about this. And she just loses it. You know, and that's that's how that it's clearly like, please don't bring it up. Please don't bring it up. Please don't bring it. I know you're being nice like that, that which is how it works um, when you're when it's so fresh like that. But uh, then you also have the boyfriend who like he's looking to get out of that at any time. His most beta quality is not just ending it because he even says himself like she doesn't like sex. Like she's just kind of like like kind of which. I don't know. I can see it, you know. Well, with, she's with she's she's yeah. depressed and like on SSRIs and shit. I mean, yeah. like her, her character, I could see her character not being yeah. super sexual. Oh, and, she, and, and, and there's a troll too <laughs> that she's majoring in psych too, by the way. There's, that's a huge. Yeah, that's on, a huge. On... That's, that's a huge red flag. You also do see her taking pills and stuff. So I, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I'm not surprised she's not a freak in the sheets, this character. No, not at all. And, <laughs> and like, it's weird when you see Florence Pugh, like she's like, seems like fun and interesting, but like every YouTube video, she does like every eating challenge, like ever. She's she like, you, you say she's like, I'm seven pounds of Sour Patch Kids and talking about little women with Florence Pugh for Vanity Fair. You're like, damn. And uh, or like, you know, hot ones. And she's already eaten all the wings before the quest first questions asked. You're like, damn, like she did. Looks- she did one I really loved where she uh, did one for Vogue, where she's in like a really like designer dress and she eats a bunch of like uh quintessentially british foods oh that's a good it's, one it's yeah. very funny mm-hmm. but it's also you know kind of brave it kind of give, gives into her like she's not a super slim actress <laughs> that she's always no. doing she's no. always doing the the food she, you stuff. know who she is i think she's like a newer kate winslet like she's kind of yeah like, yeah like, where like i think like a lot of like women and gay men are going to be like she's beautiful straight men for kate winslet i don't know that maybe i'm just speaking for myself it's kind of like nah but i but but she's great you know, I love Mare of Easttown was an amazing show that nobody talks about for as far as Kate with uh, Kate Winslet. But I think Florence Pugh is going to have a career similar. To that. I wouldn't be surprised if she wins Oscars and anything like I don't know if she I don't think she has yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if she does because she is extremely talented. And a lot of the best shots in the movie are just close ups on her face, like just kind of losing her mind. And um, that's that's really what you need in a in a cla- in a in a horror movie that follows kind of the 70s model. Um and uh what what else do you guys like about the movie Psy, what, what else do you like about the movie yeah i think the um a lot of people don't like the the grief part in the beginning i think i think it's so necessary no it's, it's great thing, I, I think um, i thought the beginning was better the second time around like than the end like i actually enjoyed yeah. the beginning more on a on a rewatch yeah mm, please, for so. sure and the uh, um just that I don't know because I'm like the pagan stuff, you know, or like our paranormal chat and every mm-hmm. in our Discord and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. it's pretty accurate representations of all that stuff, and um, and the whole thing with like uh, nor like Scandinavian countries, and we'll get into this with the next film, uh, I'm sure. But like, I can't tell if I 
can't tell if I like like those places and want to visit mm. or not. I'm kind of 50, you know, I'm, it's kind of <laughs> enticing. It's kind of like the movie plot where it's kind of enticing where you're like, man, I really want to go. It looks cool. But then there's that weird other part where it's like, is it cool? You know, is it, you know, it's kind of, you're, it's like a, it's what happens when you, you order Ikea the, furniture, you're like, do I like, is this yeah, fun to put together? Is this going to work? Yeah. Well, they're very, they're very like odd, isolated culture. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, mm. it's almost this, it's almost like the equivalent of like a Japan or something. Definitely. You know, it's, it's they're, Asians. Like, they're the Asians of white people for yeah. sure. It's like, <laughs> they definitely going, are. Yeah, what's going on up there? You know, like what yeah. the fuck, you know, it's like a lot. And there's all these, a lot. And then they used to read all the stats. Like, is universal like, healthcare worth it? You have to ask. Well, yeah, and that, that one there's like, is you know, ever it's the happiest countries on earth, but they're all on SSRIs. It's like some, it is like maybe it is a group of cults. Yeah, there, and they you know? eat Sir Stroming. Have you ever yeah. seen Sir Stroming? No. Like, Jesus right? Look it up, Sir Stroming. It's fucking disgusting looking. Like, oh, they just, they yeah. they grow stuff. I went to Iceland, which is considered broadly a Scandinavian country, and it's yeah. like it's like all like cured like rotting shark like no, that's like that's like, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah everyone yeah i i've seen that one i, I forget who it was it was probably andrew zimmern because he was like mm, yummy this is better than in and out burger like when he was at uh like like uh this is so good i can't stop licking my fingers uh i fucking hate that guy so much but uh the um you've hated you, know, you made it since i since i've known you i don't like even like anthony bourdain i'm not big on food traveler guys like i i, I don't i don't even like anthony bourdain that much like he's fine but but yeah not really but andrew zimmern I have an actual like report. They should just let him rot, and Swedish people should just eat Andrew Zimmern for the rest of his life. <laughs> and uh, but the, yeah, they they're they're odd people. They seem cool, but it also seems like um, it also kind of seems like you were the last person to find out about what they were talking about when you enter the room. <laughs> like with you were like they the conversation stops and they all look at you and they're just like, oh hey, how's how's it going? Yeah, and uh, yeah, kind of well, like Alexander Skarsgård's like that too. You're just like there's something off about yeah. him. I can just tell. They're all weird. Like A and I were talking about a mutual friend today who is who's from Copenhagen. And it's like he's like one of the weirdest guys we've like ever met. You know, like they all have this like kind of they all have this kind of like bizarro mm-hmm. personality. Well, they're kind of dicks. And, <laughs> and they but they act like it's because, oh, they're just like really blunt or whatever. But it's mm-hmm. like more than they are like trying to kind of like fuck with you a little bit. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. They think yeah. we're lame because we're so earnest. Americans are so <laughs> earnest, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, did they invent irony? You have to ask. I mean, I have to look up. Uh, <laughs> well, it's just dirtbag countries. It is what it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is a dirtbag left country. Yeah, you have to think about it. Yeah, they're yeah, also just, like they're also like I think another thing that we find creepy about them is, an, you know, they're essentially racially homogenous, mm-hmm. um, and that's very bizarre to us because America is like obviously an incredibly diverse mm-hmm. country. So that's also weird it's like they're like all of them are like 95 percent like ethnic swedes 90 yeah and then there's you know? one really dark african guy with like a blonde like mohawk <laughs> like and it's just one guy per like like it's like there's a very calculated like per capita where that's allowed like in sweden yeah or I, I at least i think but uh yeah it's uh and it's interesting but yeah uh with midsummer just uh closing out on on midsummer i i i really enjoy it i'm surprised i didn't own it i thought i i thought i thought we i thought i had it in my dvd collection but i didn't for some reason uh, i probably need to rectify that situation but it's uh the, the ending i mean let's just let's just touch on the ending uh where it is kind of a feminist cult you've come to realize it's women run the mother nature if you will kind of uh uh pagan style cult where the man is just used for breeding and then he's used for a uh an offering 
at the end and they, they put a bear, they put a bear suit on him which i thought was i thought was gay representation personally they put the bear <laughs> suit on him and they put him know. in they put him in a literal longhouse it's a it's a long it's a longhouse it's a longhouse it yeah. is a longhouse yeah exactly no it's that's they put him in there um with two other men who are like thrilled to win the lottery to do that they're just they're they can't wait they're just like it's like being able to draft fucking hakeem olajuwon or something and then they uh they it's then it goes on fire everybody has that same kind of retching look like they're purging the men from their from their memories but it's also a celebratory thing florence pugh's covered in flowers and uh then, then we're out of here so uh, I, I, I i have a question for everyone i'm curious what you guys would answer do, do you guys do you guys think florence's character stays and joins the cult absolutely she's the queen yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Okay. She's the queen. She's literally like, she she's the queen. I mean, it's like that's why I think ultimately I think that there's a like a like a like a kind of reddity narrative, like reddity kind of like deep dive you can do that's like, did they orchestrate the murder suicide? Uh to to get her there, where it's like, this is our queen. We need you know, to there's there's some evidence of that too because one thing I, I'm obsessed with this movie, so I'm gonna I know the all these weird little details, but when yeah, she's please. getting when she's getting carried on the platform in the trees, you can see the outline of her sister's dead face. Oh, for real? It's like some Wizard of Oz shit. Yeah, like, and if you oh, and nice. if you and if you go to the part that like on Reddit and stuff, they tell you to go to like the minute count. You can pause it and you see the outline of the dead sister's face in the trees. Our so there is aster girls or whatever. I don't know what would the Reddit. What's I don't. I don't know. Is it, is it a mid subreddit? <laughs> mid subreddit. But I'm just yeah. So you're kind of you're kind of right. They do actually reference the murder again in this really kind of subtle way. Yeah. So. Or, or I mean, and then also it's like the Swedish guy. Obviously, we know he's like in on it the whole time. So maybe he just found out and decided. You know, it doesn't mean they orchestrated, but maybe he just used. It's like, hey, I think this is the perfect candidate. Perhaps that's it too. But um, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. So um, is, is, all right, if we move on to the next one, you guys have any more thoughts on Midsummer? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. All right, cool. So this one was uh, my suggestion. I got this suggestion from uh, Brady Stanellis because he had the director on. And uh, and then uh, my, our mutual friend Jack Mason said the same thing, said it was said it was great. Uh, that's all I need to hear. I put it on. Um, absolutely loved it. Uh, this is called Sick of Myself. Um, and it's a Norwegian film, extremely Norwegian. And, uh, I really like the lead actress in it, even though obviously you hate her like the whole movie, like, cause she's just so fucking annoying, but, but she does her part. Well, what I would say to sell this movie to anybody who's on the fence about watching a Norwegian kind of satire film, um, cause people don't think Norwegian people are funny. I didn't think that before I saw this either. And, uh, what I would say is for one, listen to the Brett Easton Ellis podcast with the director. He's really like kind of. I, he's got to have a burner on like our Twitter side of Twitter or something. He's, he's pretty cool. And he's a millennial like Ari Aster. I think he's 36, I want to say. And mm-hmm. um, but then also uh, I would say if anybody has ever seen the movie, which we covered with my fitness feelings on here, Safe, starring Julianne Moore, mm-hmm. uh, the Todd, the Todd uh, Haynes movie. This is safe, but for Zoomers um where basically it's a it's a it's a woman where you're not sure if they're suffering from whatever they're suffering from but they know that um either they're manifesting it to become a greater problem or they are just uh being opportunistic about it and it's uh obviously in this movie it's a little more clear that she's being opportunistic about it and what exactly am i talking about she is uh it's a woman uh I, let me see what, what is what is her character's name in the signa uh, Signa, Sigma, Signa male. She's a Signa male, <laughs> female. Uh, and she, uh, she is um, really kind of 
sad for her boyfriend who also doesn't care about her really all that much um who is an, a guy who makes uh, furniture art um and there's a funny thing about the furniture art because that's a very confusing part of the movie because the guy steals furniture asks her to help steals it and has just all this furniture in his apartment that he makes he just stacks on top of each other and everyone just loves it everyone just thinks it's the greatest stuff in the world now the director said that that was a play on norwegian people just being way too trusting because he's just stealing it out of department stores and like nobody cares it's kind of like san francisco you know um, <laughs> but, but like cleaner and uh it's just like it's he's so he said that so if that part seems confusing to anybody that's what he said uh but um she then realizes that she can learn through suffering as a as a white woman she can uh she can suffer and get attention be, and she learns this uh by saying when when they're at a dinner which is like look like kind of a high profile art dinner for her boyfriend uh they she the the cook comes out and says are there any allergies before i get going and then she says yes and her boyfriend's like what the fuck i'm like no you don't have any allergies and she says yeah peanuts uh so then she takes a bite of the food that uh from her boyfriend's plate which is not meant for her because it has nuts in it. And she uh, then starts convulsing uh, in an obviously fake allergic reaction. And then instead of her boyfriend's having a big day, all the attention is on her. So I go around before we go any further. Uh, Sai, what did you think of this? <laughs> yeah, it's made, immediately threw me back to the safe uh -huh. uh, movie, the Julianne Moore. And there's some obviously a lot of similarities, but some subtle differences, you know, and that I'm rooting for Julianne Moore every step of the way. Yeah. You know, because it's clearly like I'm like, I because I am. Her, There's something you know? there. There's yeah, something there. Yeah. For with sure. Her. Yeah. And then this one, it's just like, man, you know, this is <laughs> fucking yeah. dumb. Bitch. Yeah. And yeah, no. And I did. Yeah. And I did think the boyfriend is the it's he's the same guy as the other as Midsummer. Too. Midsummer <laughs> so yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah just some, <laughs> she even looks like him. You know, just like, yeah, it is very yeah. similar. Yeah. It's yeah. So, funny. It's, so um, but yeah, I loved it. I loved uh, especially the last. 25 minutes oh the the euphoria sam levinson style modeling uh zoom in close-ups oh suffering model are so yeah that's some Locking of the, the best baby hand work. girl in the bathroom dude. <laughs> oh my god dude yeah. it is so good uh, yeah so we'll, we'll get to that part but also uh before we get to that I, I must say there is a part where she realizes that uh um that cigna realizes that kind of suffering can get you attention or the fact uh, just a big catastrophic moment happening can get you attention. And that's all she wants is attention because that's, you know, it's kind of a commentary on basically like all press is good press uh, getting dunked on is good. As long as everyone looking at you kind of thing. And uh, there's a woman that gets attacked by a dog in her coffee shop and uh, just starts bleeding like all over her, but everyone immediately runs to her and see who's unaffected, but she has blood all over and everyone keeps asking if she's okay. And she then a light bulb kind of goes off. So. Yeah, and I, I think we should I, just briefly like so that happens, and then the food thing happens, and then like we should should we say what she does? Because I feel oh, like oh yeah, it, I don't care. I, I people, I look. You guys know when we talk about movies on here, just pause it and watch it if you don't want to fucking hear. Yeah, about it. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> like what she does is she finds so after these two experiences where she gets all this attention, she walks home with the dog woman's blood all over her and gets yeah. constant, and like people are like kind of freaking out on the street. Um and there's a brief moment where she tries to get a dog to bite her and then that doesn't work uh she gets like oh I, that was so funny that, that was scene so where, funny where the guys just like the dude called her out yeah <laughs> yeah um, but and he's that, a boomer he's like a boomer that knows nothing about this he's like what is your fucking problem like i know yeah. like what are you doing freak but then what she what, what she ultimately does which is like the main plot driver of the movie is she gets this 
she finds out that this Russian drug that seems sort of like a kind of opioid type thing causes a rare type of skin condition. It's an SSRI. Yeah. Oh, it's an SSRI. Okay. Well, I think it functions as that. And it's definitely the director is definitely making fun of like all women taking these SSRI. I I, I, is what I would guess uh, with with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so she takes it and she gets this horrific, absolutely horrific skin condition that well she knows she's gonna get it she knows yeah she, she no, no she, knowing, she doesn't yeah 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 commercial or something she, yeah she saw, so she, she saw an ad for oh she went on this thing and saw like all these women like kind of like one of those like tablet like thing you would see on twitter it's like woman you know all these women you know like how they're doing with those zempic right now with like their stomachs paralyzed and stuff like just yeah. one of those articles and all the things and she's like looking through it and it looks horrible but she's like yeah but <laughs> You know, this could this could go off, but My go on. My boyfriend will be nice to me. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah. Or so or she, he won't so matter she, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she gets this. So she gets this this horrific skin condition, which I can only describe as looking something like I don't even know, like herpes, but it's like your whole body. Like it's you very know, Cronenberg, I mean? very Cronenberg. Yeah, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. disgusting. Um. So yeah, I just thought I would me- that we should. I thought we should mention that. Like, no, and um, and she gets it. Fr- so she realizes that because uh, classic uh, uh Zoomer girl moment is she finds a guy who really likes her to get it for her, uh, rather than uh going out and seeking it herself. She finds some like incel drug dealer guy, or like I don't know, he's not an incel. Yeah. He's just like a fucking you know kind of loser that lives with his mom who has a really cool house. I love his that guy's mom's house with all the bookshelves everywhere. Um, and she. Uh, uh, she then gets him to uh, uh, buy the the weird Russian like black market uh, mood stabilizer for her so that knowing that she's going to get this reaction um, and she doesn't quite know how she's going to spin it uh, to as a career. Um, and some one thing that happens later in the movies is there's these constant like surreal where you're not sure if it's taking place or not, but these like delusions of grandeur with that, I think are really good. Uh, but she ends up uh, getting obviously a horrible facial uh, uh, damage. And she has, to, I like when she goes to the support group and everyone is like, well, you have a visible condition. This is like, <laughs> this is good. I mean, you're lucky, you're privileged because you have, a, you actually know something's wrong with you. Like, and, and which I thought was pretty funny because it's never enough, right? It's trauma Olympics uh, and, uh, and and stuff like that. So I, that, that part is interesting. Um, I, like, I like the, um, the, the delusions of grandeur parts that you mentioned because they're very hard to determine in while you're watching whether they're real or not. Which right. is, I think, exactly what she's experiencing. You the know, it's book, not like dude, it doesn't the go. Book. Yeah, yeah, the book the is book, <laughs> It doesn't go like black and white. It doesn't go all like some weird filters. You're like getting some visual clue whether it's fake or not. You know, it's it's you have to kind of decipher it. Yeah, and, because uh, everyone think, thinks she has a just a bad decision. She everyone thinks she has like, oh my god, poor thing, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, my favorite scene and the most repulsive scene was the sex scene. Yeah. Um, a, a and I it's, were like, it's real though. It's real though. You, yeah. you still got hit. Yeah. You still gotta hit. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what we were we were cracking up about it because we we're like, she has this visible horrific. Basically, what happens is she has this visible horrific rash all over her body, and she's wearing a facial mask to like stem the bleeding from her like open sores and she like start she comes on to her like boyfriend and you know starts kind of like playing with him or whatever and then yeah he, he still hits and it's like we were just cracking up we were like he's oh. like talking dirty being like oh you're like so like Oh, like I pity you so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. He nailed. He nailed what she wanted for sure. Yeah. But it was it's, just yeah. It's yeah. all her fantasy to just be 
to be pitied, to be, and it, and it's it's just one of those things how you can't. Everyone feels like they have to be something. They can't just be a woman or a white woman or just like a woman that works at a cafe. Everyone feels like I need something special about me, right? They, they, you... they, they even do a dig at us. They do a dig at podcasters when she's like, yeah. people tell me I'm oh, really yeah. funny. I should start a podcast. And he's like, who says that? Yeah. The, the guy says, <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. Man. Yeah. Something yeah, no was... something no one has ever said to anyone in their entire life. Like, yeah, usually, usually it's like, usually it's like, oh, you're doing a podcast. Yeah. You, it's a conclusion you and you <laughs> Yes. Yeah, and uh, but yeah that that part's that part's great um i love the uh i love how um she uses the exact same room as her boyfriend's photo shoot uh um for her famous uh uh interview for what happened to her her her, uh, her poor innocent sob story um i love how because because unlike midsummer she doesn't want her boyfriend's affection or commitment it's kind of a competition it's not yeah. really it's not really like we're going to be in love forever. Um, she really just wants his attention, maybe some maybe a little submission uh, um, um, and stuff like that. And I I do think uh, and we will talk more about the movie, but I, I do think it does capture modern culture now like you have that woman who's like viral for like walking around like a dog and stuff you know what I mean the girl like drinking out of like water bowls and it's like that's fucking embarrassing you know what I mean but th- it's viral. You know, it's viral and that's all that matters. And it's it, I think that's really w- the, the, the a true satire is. And I, I see why Brady Sinellis loved it, because that's how his books read. His books read like this movie. It's it's very similar. Um, they're just absurd, absurd, absurd. And to anybody who's watching this for a linear plot, it's there. But you do have to understand that this is just a commentary on like what Zoomers are doing right now and, and millennials. It's not just that. it's not just them. It's us, too. What was your favorite part, Aim? I mean, I I love the movie. Honestly, it was it was hilarious. Like it's I don't really remember good. the last movie I like laughed that hard. Honestly, yeah. Is this um, how you make comedy now? I feel like this is kind of what you have to do to like because I don't think the 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 Judd Apatow comedies. I don't think those are able to really hit. No, anymore. no. Yeah. There's been nothing good, like that that's even remotely watchable. Yeah, and it's like I don't know, just like from the beginning, like throughout, it's just like the guy's fucking furniture that's like his art or whatever, yeah. and it's just like this crazy, like whatever you know, Norwegian like chair that you can't sit on or whatever, the, and like just every like yeah, the guy like cussing out the lady for like harassing the dog and <laughs> oh, the modeling agency. We have to talk a little more oh, about that. Is great too that, because that's yeah, that that because this woman. This is such like a white woman thing to do. Like this woman decides to open a model like agency for deformed models. Um, and which the, is and, actually happening in real life. I mean, yeah, kind of, yeah, no, it literally, yeah. it literally is happening. And like, I mean, you know, like uh, right before the Lizzo controversy, there was a more minor controversy about Troy Sylvan, like not having like enough like you know, disability and fat representation mm. in his video. And it's like, God, do, does every does every p- product have to have like a, you know, they really some... want you to jerk off to disabled people. Really. I know, they, they really <laughs> do. I realize, like, it's just like, I think that's that's because Victoria's Secret has the gunshot wound model. Have you seen that one? Oh God, yeah, and like, poor, I feel so bad for boys now. It's like they just want to like open a Victoria's Secret catalog and jerk off, and it's like Bro. someone with like a wooden leg and like a, and has yeah. like an eye patch on. And I like the <laughs> yeah, Captain Ahab. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to see like one hot girl. I like uh, the part when they're they're getting lunch with the two friends, and the guy's like, "Hang on, so 
you got hired for this agency because yeah. of your scars. He's trying to like put it together and she gets all fit. And, and she's like, why does it always have to be like that with you with that condescending tone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they just dip. They're like, yeah, you guys are suck. Dude. We're out of here. I know. I love them. Yeah. I love them. The purest, the purest soul yeah, of, of the movie is just We, that we all talked yeah. about how we would totally exit that lunch. It was so, it was so awkward. The other, the other funny gag they do is at the deformed modeling agency. They have, she has a blind assistant. Yeah. Who like <laughs> great, yeah, great stuff. <laughs> Who like can't do anything and like can't like it's She's just like get a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> and the water's right behind the woman that asked too. It's literally like behind yeah, her head. I know. She's like, hey, could yeah. you get, run across the room where you don't yeah. have <laughs> And it's and like I, it, yeah, it's such yeah, a funny yeah. commentary because it's like taking wokeism to its into its extreme, <laughs> like almost is mm-hmm. like that. You know right. what I mean? It's like it's like kind of how like A and I used to laugh about how they made Fetterman like the first retar- retarded <laughs> senator. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, oh, we need one retarded senator, you know, yeah. like let's get him in there. And it's like, it's just, it gets so absurd. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, is, those... Cause you hear about with this, with the Barbie movie and everything, it's all like this post kind of era thing. You know, it's like, we all realize how, how yeah. dumb all this shit is. There's something there. I think it's like, well, yeah, I, it's... with this movie, cause I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I, I've heard that sentiment where it's like, where, where, where was this when like this shit was taking off? Right. Like yeah. when, when this was clear, like in the 2010s, like where was this? It was kind of, it's kind of like a thing where like, it's already one. I, I don't know that. I, I don't know that I say that in, I, in culture it's one because I don't think the woke movies do very well. Like the real, like kind of like, uh, you know, they clone Tyrone or whatever, like that shit doesn't pop. Like, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't go. So I don't know that they won. But there is obviously a, a, a switch in in the fact that in just over that happened overnight that you're quote unquote not allowed. I don't I don't like to use that term, but like not allowed to do certain things in in Hollywood anymore. But I will say like this is like I didn't view this as so much anti woke. I just viewed it as like Zoomers are retarded and they'll do anything like to, to like like and there and everybody's viewed as this like independent business now to where like you can't just have a job and and like live in a society anymore you have to be like something different like you have to be and she's a white woman right so like white women always since since now like white women are excluded from feminism a lot of times i you know like you it's black trans all the all this kind of thing like that that makes it more feminist white women have to do weird shit now to be like well i'm like retarded so can i be a feminist like (laughs) like yeah like they have to it has to they have to have that extra thing that like puts them in the in there so like they're I do feel bad for some people because you can't just be like a regular white woman and get the sympathy points. I don't think you should want the sympathy points, but people people clearly do. That's what gets you attention, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's I I thought it was just such a good send up of the whole. Yeah, like victimhood economy thing, Mm -hmm. just like completely eviscerating that totally but glenn but glenn's right too it's like no one wants to be a normie anymore it's kind of like everyone and like you know like i implicate myself in this like i'm not trying to say like i'm not trying to say like i'm above it but like no one wants to just like have a normal job and like you know like everyone wants to kind of it's kind of like, you know, you know very, really like a cliche now, but like Andy Warhol, like everyone wants their 15 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really a send up of that. Cause like every, at that opening party, it's like, everyone has a thing. Like mm-hmm. someone's an artist, someone's a musician, right. someone, you know, like everyone, everyone has like a thing that they're, uh, they're doing or whatever. Did, did you, did you guys ever like, uh, this happened when I was a kid in school and I went to kind of like a, like a poor elementary school most of the schools i went to were like kind of poor public schools but like kids used to argue about who was poorer and like if you were rich you got made fun of that's kind of what i feel like that the culture is now where it's like you're kind of 
it'll be like especially like rich kids will be like yeah but i have an allergy or like i have this i have this thing that like is my plight <laughs> like so th therefore you must uh, listen to me because otherwise you won't listen to me because I'm too privileged, you know, or it just, just vice yeah. versa. And, and I, I just thought it was clever. I thought it was clever because again, the Ben Shapiro daily wire reaction would just be to be do on the nose critiques of those things. They, they made this an entertaining movie, which is always what I get so mad about with conservatives. It's like, make a fucking movie, make something good that I want to watch. Like that's they how you, can. that's how you, you can't just, you can't just react to things. Stop reacting to things, you know, like reacting to the, to the art kind of makes pe people, people go Barbie's woke. I'm, I'm going to see it this weekend, but like the Barbie's woke, blah, 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 all that stuff. Guess, guess who goes and buys tickets now? People who hate Ben Shapiro are going to go buy tickets to Barbie if they weren't going to go see it already. You know, like it's, it's, but you have, when you have tangible good art, which I think this movie is one of the better movies this year uh, that's come out. It's, 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 it's quite good. And I hope it actually takes off and has a life of its own on streaming platforms uh, after it's uh, release at Cannes. I, I really hope it does because it's tangibly good and you can show it to anybody who really may not, not even see the kind of social commentary in it. And they'll still think it's entertaining and really funny. I agree. And that's what I'm, uh, well, that's one thing I at least appreciate about Brett Easton Ellis is he's like, yes, one of the few really successful, um, like, you know, art artists mm -hmm. who has it, who, who like never went woke. Right. Like that was just like, never. yeah. <laughs> never. What yeah. were you going to say? I, I saw you about to talk. Oh no, I wasn't. I was just going to say that it kind of like, surprise me how much i like this movie because mm -hmm. honestly i just don't I, I i like can't watch anything that's made in the last like 20 years or something i, I only watch like old stuff pretty much like Same. i don't know i mean yeah but like it makes you really excited though like yeah you no know I mean? exactly like, it, it was really it kind of made me optimistic yeah a little bit. yeah that you didn't have to lean into it you didn't have to support it because of its message right because like oh. to be honest like the message is really cool and i think it's well executed and well hidden not too on the nose but it's uh also standalone just a good movie like i get to show it to my mom and she'd think it was really funny and we have completely different politics like she she would think it's funny but um let's talk a little bit more about the modeling so what cigna does <laughs> is that she's her body's just decaying she's like jeff goldblum in the fly like her body's like really decaying she's coughing up blood at the modeling agency which the blind woman steps in and drags into the room which is really funny she has um, like she has like actually it's le less like herpes and more like leprosy yeah. it's leprosy that's it's that's what that's what it looks like yeah yeah bleeding <laughs> This woman, this woman who like was a fine looking woman before that would rather be this hideous like leper <laughs> and be popular and, and have people talking about her be the center of attention rather than just work her coffee shop job where she probably has health care. She probably has all that shit because it's fucking Norway and uh, and she, she probably could live a, a decent life could be like a really successful artist's wife, which like, you know, uh, they have a beautiful apartment. It's beautiful. Anyway, but ba ba back to the modeling, <laughs> but the modeling. Right. So, so uh, I love when uh, it, her hair starts falling out and then there's a time where she, had, she actually shows up to the photo shoot after the woman who recruited her, the clearly like woke, like uh, Sarah McLaughlin, but for disabled women uh, uh, kind of <laughs> uh, recruits her and, and, and brings her in uh, the, the guys just like da damn, for we're doing this type of disabled i love the look on his face like, the guy, he's, like he's like oh we're, we're, doing, oh, we're disabled disabled i, I got you and uh, i love that with his look is it killed me um and there's just that scene where he's asking her to, when she's for her first time to shoot and they got her in this kind of like supreme i forget what the, the saying is 
but uh the supreme she has like a, like a supreme style bucket hat on very high beast that she's dressed on very gender neutral no wait wait, wait. What, what was so what was funny. what was the what, what were the clothes called oh my god what was the I'll brand it, called? regardless Reg oh yeah what was it called regardless regardless <laughs> regardless and yeah they, so she's modeling non-binary uh clothes and the brand Large is called size. regardless and i think the saying is something like regardless of who you are you can wear regardless or something yeah, like it's, that it's yeah. in that vein like a very <laughs> a very progressive very kind of gender neutral like day like nothing no tones pop out too hard but like the clothes are so funny the clothes look yeah. ridiculous like yeah her and she can't and she can't finish the phrase see that's the funny yeah. thing is she the she throws up, up on the phrase so, like, yeah. so, and like my wife like she can handle a lot like we can watch a lot of movies that are gross but one thing she never doesn't do well with it all is like even minor vomiting in movies yeah. really like makes her like sick like she she just cannot do vomiting like even if it's like a drunk like party and someone throws yeah. up in the toilet like nothing that's like that catastrophic it's just like gross to her and yeah. she, that movie she's like she's like i like this movie but uh, you know like it's so gross but uh yeah the Wait, throwing what's, up what's the part where the guy picks the throw up the throw up what was that part remember that where the the, oh, the boss oh, guy yeah. like reaches down and grabs it and scoops it off the floor remember that shit Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, was, I totally was like, I wasn't. It's just like an absurdist like kind of thing. It's just, I think it's just like an absurdist yeah. kind of thing. And yeah, I, I, yeah, because they were she's falling apart essentially, like you know. Yeah, because they want her to be falling apart, but she's obviously gone too far now, you know. And and oh, like, and the other, the other that, funny. Sorry, mm -hmm. go ahead, go ahead. No, I no, was just going to say, like, the, 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 <laughs> sorry, 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 but the, the, I just mean the the book, right? The book. She's she yeah. gets called out. For being a fake by her friend who also wants the pills that's always funny too like she kind of wants the pills too and like then she finds out the guy rat that got her the signal the pills tells another girl because the guy's just like a simp and he just tells women everything and he says uh he says yeah she she wanted it like she knew what was bad about it and she wanted it so then the girl outs her as a as a kind of a fake and and uh and and whatnot but then Cigna then j just can't let it go and has this this like feverish dream which it, it's actually looks like it's real for a while is that the journalist who wrote the piece like the the sad oh how sad that you're suffering piece she comes clean to the journalist and says i'm uh uh i'm actually i did this on purpose to myself and she goes Hmm, this isn't a story. This is a book. You know, like she's like, this is a book. We're gonna write you a book on this. And like, and then it's just like it's flying off the shelves. Men, women are buying it. Like signal, oh, stunning and brave. Like, so that was good. But Q, what was the other part you were saying? Uh, well, first off, I want to say another thing as someone who's like been tangentially involved in the publishing industry, something you're almost you know, similar to you should start a podcast. You almost never hear, oh, you should put that in a book because it's yeah. like writing a book's really hard. I was just laughing. Sorry, back to the modeling thing when the makeup artist is trying to figure out how to put makeup on her like sore oozing face and they're like it's they can't so they can't fig they cannot figure out how to like put you know that happens with what they're doing right now like you know that like is a thing like the makeup artists like i would they should unionize and strike because of what they've been having to do lately <laughs> like you know to have to like you it's tough it's like you're you you come up a certain way to like have to you know do this and and uh to to do your job but yeah she's she's just she looks absolutely hideous like she's just like falling apart throwing up blood everywhere and it's just, I, I think it ends perfectly. I, uh, I, all parts of the movie are, are funny 
and I would recommend uh, uh, checking it out. I mean, I had to rent it. I think it's worth a rental. Um, I know some I'm, I'm the schizos on here probably downloaded it illegally. I, hey, I don't support that, but if that's what you do, uh, you should still watch it, I guess. And uh, the, the uh, any any final thoughts on the movie? I'll pay pay for the independent filmmaker to get. He's good, man. He's guys. good, and, and, yeah. I, and he's got a new, he's got a new one on a twenty four with uh, Nicolas Cage coming out that looks kind of good too. Uh, um, where Nicolas Cage is like a real schlubby, like bald teacher that keeps appearing in people's dreams, and I think that's just the premise. Um, mm. But I think it's a similar kind of dark comedy uh, uh, kind of thing. So he's got he's got some stuff uh, coming out too. So I, I'm I'm actually excited for him. I'm I'm excited because I've been scared to lose the the david lynch's the 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 titans they're in like their 80s now and i've been like not saying that this guy's anywhere near them i I don't think he is but it's just at least there's got to be somebody to like still create something for people to get excited about and hopefully his movies are become these movies like you know oppenheimer and barbie that like people go see because i i remember everybody had a midsummer take in 2019 because it was right before covid Mm -hmm. everybody had a take Everybody I take, people said it was boring. People said it was scary. Some people said it wasn't scary. Some people, you know, I want movies to be like that again, where everybody talks about it, like succession, you know, like just everybody has a succession take. Um, And I want, uh, I I want, I want that to happen again. So, yeah. So um, anyways, uh, before we let you guys go, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask like, what is your guys plans for your, for your, for your show? Cause um, it's, it's definitely a hang like ours. It's a, it's a hang, but like we, we like really want to make like a me- like a media company. What we do? Do you guys like plan to expand and like really do stuff, or or do you just want to have like fun? Because both are fine. I just I just wonder. I'd like to know because because uh, would you guys ever want to do like? Do you guys ever want to become like you know the the how big do you guys want to get right? Because I know you guys have private personal lives. Yeah, well, we're at kind of in the middle of a little uh, Q and A intensive. Uh, here because Q's with me at my place in Chicago Sick. and uh, yeah but I don't know what do you think well we're making we're making plans we're here with a and his beautiful family beautiful kids so we do have a lot of kids stuff going on but um you know we're gonna start a substack uh, and we're gonna nice. we're yeah. gonna build we're gonna build from there um and I think that we're just trying to like kind of look one step ahead instead of like super far ahead. Um, You know, you guys are much farther along in the process than us, but we felt confident enough. We're almost at our one year mark to go ahead and start a sub stack and kind of like see where that leads. And we're going to keep, we think we're going to, we're going to ask your your advice. I guess we can ask you on air. We were, we were, we were thinking of keeping everything on the kind of free side and just saying, if you want to sub at $5 to support us, we'd, love that and then start paywalling stuff later because we do have a lot of people not a lot but we have like a solid core of people who seem like they would be willing to yeah throw it throw us five bucks a month to get to get things started off but you'll anyway be surprised. you'll be to start start whenever and you'll you'll just be surprised yeah, yeah. There, there's people that just want you to keep doing what you're doing there's people that want bonus stuff there's people that just want to like support you know people that they like there's people that a lot of people just want to hear you talk more and which is crazy like like because i I've always been told to shut up my whole life. Uh, uh, there have been people to say to, to me that say you should just start a podcast, but it's like, Glenn, stop talking, go do that somewhere else. You know, like it's, uh, uh, I have been told that, but like, it is, it is crazy that like, like, have you ever guys ever been late with an episode? Like, and people are like, where's it at? And you're like, Oh shit, you care. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That like does. The that... First, that's the first time where you're like, it's, you get a little anxiety. Cause you're like, let's hurry up and get this out. But you're also kind of like, Oh shit. 
Like people actually like want this at their job today. Like they're, you yeah. know, that, that, that they don't like the same way that you listen to a podcast at your job to get through the day. It's like, I'm that for somebody else. I mean, yeah. Is the number high? No, it's never, it's, it's not nearly where it needs to be, but it's also kind of, kind of humbling and cool. Like, you know, like, it's just like, like, uh, I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. We, we love that. We've gotten a little bit of a fan base going and like, yeah, I, I think we're just doing one step at a time. I mean, like, a, like I said, has two beautiful babies. So, you know, Wonderful. he's his yeah. hands his hands are literally full of gorgeous babies a lot of the day. Um, so you know, we're we we kind of are taking it slow, but the sub stack's the next the next step. So did you did you uh A, did you did you carefully select your mate uh um through uh like race science or no? <laughs> no, okay. no, man. We we uh we <laughs> not based or not fashion way, mm-hmm. yeah. Like oh, not even on the app, so. yeah, yeah. Wow. They met like they met like out, like just normal. <laughs> wow, imagine that. Yeah, imagine. but they made they made some gorgeous kids. I, I I've I've been having so much fun hanging out with them. They really that's did, cool, man. Yeah, that's yeah. great. No, I, I I would say I would say because I you guys have that like like a good hang vibe, which is which is very good. And sometimes, and we, we've been told the same thing, but like sometimes you're like, well, shit, I want to like get like this person on and like sit down and like really interview them you know and 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 all that and it's uh i will say like nothing's off limits just do it like they don't ever say like is does that fit our model fuck the model people want content it's that's what everything is now there's no rules like you can just do whatever you want and it's you know you yeah if sometimes they get a little scary sometimes you get backlash sometimes it's uh sometimes you you hit the lock button on the account you know sometimes a lot of a lot of things happen but at the end of the day you can do whatever you want and everybody just want make people buy into you and then you can do whatever you want we talk about fucking paranormal shit now and people are like that's cool thanks for doing that like, well, we, like, well, yeah. we we would like we would love to like also just like you know quickly like, have a little love sesh, but like thank you guys because you guys were such a beacon. I know for a lot of people, yeah, uh, during COVID and stuff like that. So no, um, no, it's, you know, it's you're you're an inspiration to us, bros. Really oh are. man, yeah. uh, you know, and, it's, and it's nice to hear because like you know for the longest time we we just it, it didn't stop us from anything for the longest time. It just felt like damn is there, there's just like the soundcloud bots are listening to us and that's it you know like it was and <laughs> and and uh you're like oh wow that's crazy like that did that this person reposted the track oh that's fake you know and, and for the longest time but um it it it, it, it helps because it helps when you're friends with the person that you do it because there's no like there's no like this has to be this by this date or else we're done, you know? Cause it's like, at the end of the day, it's still talking to your friend, you know? And, yeah. and that's, uh, it never, it never stops being that. And if it ever does stop being that, you got to retool. Cause, uh, it's, it's still gotta be fun, you know? And, uh, I really, uh, um, I, I hope for the best for you guys. It's, it's a fun show. I know our audience loves you guys. So they're, they're going to love uh-huh. that this even happened. Like I'll, I'll oh, share yeah. this fun screenshot and everyone will know immediately that what it is. <laughs> and, and, and no, truly like there's people like in our discord. And, uh, if you want to be in our discord, hit me up, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link, but, uh, anybody, uh, uh well, not anybody, but I'll, 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 there's a vetting <laughs> I, I should get on discord. I'm you not should. currently on there at all. Yeah. It's fun love to have you on the every no, yeah. We have a sick discord. Like, no, yeah. we do. Like it's, there's like one shitty person and it's, only because they're annoying and not because they're bad <laughs> and uh it's it's like there's for out of like 300 people in there so it's like it's really it's it's oh, fun yeah. but but um yeah so um on that note uh everybody listen to thoughts and prayers let everyone know where to find you guys 
Uh, you can find me at at St. Q92 on Twitter. Thoughts and Prayers, spelled T-H-O-T-S, and Prayers is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pr- anywhere you could find podcasts. Look for the Ben Affleck picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, and soon to be our Substack. And soon to well, be our Substack, so. which we'll, we'll, we'll put on our Twitters. Uh, a is at low IQ moron. Yes, he is. On Twitter. So yeah, you can find us on Twitter. We'll be posting the Substack uh, probably before I leave before I leave A's house. So yeah, pretty soon. Next couple Excellent. Days. Excellent. Yeah. For us, you guys know where to find us, rarecandy.substack.com. I play a commercial in the episode. So uh, hopefully you guys already checked that out. And um yeah, uh Substack, we got gain of fiction coming next weekend. We have a um, well actually it'll be this weekend because it's uh, next week. So uh, and then I always lose track of all that stuff and uh